Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the CX Cast. This is your host, Jenny Wise. And on this week's episode, we're going to be answering the question, how can being in tune with your customers' emotions positively change a brand strategy? And to help us answer this question, I'm joined by a senior analyst on the CMO team here at Forrester, Anjali Lai. Hi, Anjali. Hi, Jenny. Thanks for joining from our respective home offices during this time. So excuse any audio inconsistencies that we may have. So I wanted to have you help answer this question because I know that you've been doing some research around a framework called the Consumer Energy Index, which you know looks at, to my level of understanding here, at some emotional drivers of customers that can sort of change over time. So to get started, could you explain what the Consumer Energy Index is? Yes. So in short, the Consumer Energy Index is a framework that we've built to answer this question of, are consumers ready for the next best thing? When are they ready and why are they ready? And this framework really stems from years of research that we've been doing into consumer emotion. And we you know, have learned that emotions are the strongest predictors of consumer behavior. And if companies can get under the hood of how consumers are acting by tuning into the emotions that drive that behavior, companies can then be more predictive about patterns of activity before they happen. And so we were really curious to understand if we could identify the emotions that predict when consumers were ready to become more engaged with brands, when they were more open to new products or experiences or types of brand messaging. What were the predictors of that type of mindset and that behavior for essentially innovation consumption? And we learned that we can, in fact, tune into the emotions to predict this kind of thing. We learned that it's not just one emotion per se. This is actually a four-part emotional force. And we were then sort of able to put together these four components into what has become the Consumer Energy Index. So when we say consumer energy, we're talking about this four-part emotional force. And this is essentially the energy that dials up when consumers are most ready and willing to engage with brands, or that sort of dies down when consumers are withdrawing from new brand experiences and new products and are kind of retreating into their own sort of closed off worlds. Great. And so just so I understand sort of exactly what this is predicting, is a brand energy index something that you're looking at in relation to a very specific brand? So it's how much am I, the consumer, willing to engage with this retailer? Or is it something that is uh, sort of inherent in that one specific consumer at a place in time? And any brand that wants to interact with that one consumer will be looking at that same index score. Yeah, it's a fantastic question. And it is the latter. So we're basically looking at, it's almost like this could be the thermometer that's taking the emotional temperature of consumers at a particular moment, Got it. right? Or it's, 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 it's like a barometer that we're using to get a read on the emotional tenor of the market at a particular moment. So while other firms might use things like sentiment tracking to measure how positively or negatively consumers feel at a certain time, some companies might look at consumer confidence 
right, to get that kind of thing. We have built this, which is a little bit uh, more sophisticated because it's not just a diagnostic tool, but once clients get a read on what this emotional tone is, we've designed these four dimensions to yield actionable insight as well. So you know that if your customer is sort of sliding down on one of the four dimensions, but is dialed up on another of the four dimensions, you can tune your messaging, your product experience outreach to play to you know, emotions accordingly. So possibly mm-hmm. to dial up the emotions that are moving down or to really capitalize on that strong emotion that consumers are feeling in that moment. Right. So it's both you know, diagnostic, but it's also actionable in that way. Right. That's great. I think that's really interesting too, because of course, from that you know, human perspective, it's just saying, here is your customer as a human right? This is how they are feeling. And this is how you should adjust your relationship or actions or, you know, communication to them accordingly. Exactly. So you mentioned that there are a few different emotions that you are tracking, or maybe you're calling them some other name, not necessarily emotions. But what are those for? Yeah, so I'm calling them, you know, emotional dimensions. They're all mm-hmm. they're all emotional. <laughs> they're all, like rooted in emotions, but they're a bit more complex and we're not just looking at like happy or sad or, you know, grateful or, you know, nostalgic. We're looking at some of these more emotional kind of constructs. So the first one is identity, which basically means that consumers feel connected to a community. They feel connected to a group. They are willing to use, you know, brands to be the icon of uh, the, or sort of symbol of that sense of community and connection. So for that dimension, as consumers move up the scale, the more willing they are to use brands to signal their identity. As they move down the scale, the more sort of disconnected, isolated, fragmented consumers feel um, in general, and therefore towards brands as well. The second dimension is trust. So the way we're measuring it here is as consumers move close to trust end of the spectrum, the more willing they are to believe that companies and people will do what's right, will follow through on their promises. As they move down the scale, the more skeptical they are that people and organizations will do what they say they're going to do. The third dimension is novelty. So this measures how eager consumers are to learn something new, go on an adventure, be entertained, right? discover something new. It's basically measuring that appetite for experimentation. As consumers move down that scale, the less experimental they feel, right? the more sort of risk averse they feel, and the more they're looking for things that provide reassurance and safety and you know, comfort and familiarity. And then the fourth and final dimension is efficacy, which is basically how eager consumers are to use their resources to make their lives better, right? to be in control. If consumers have a higher level of efficacy, they are more confident that they can solve problems, you know, even if they're difficult or even if it requires a lot of effort and energy. As they move down that scale, that basically indicates that consumers feel a loss of control over their circumstances. They feel more vulnerable. So those are the four emotional dimensions, and we do report the scores for each one of those four. So everyone is made into a scale from zero to 100, so you can have four different numbers you know, for each of those. But then we look at those four numbers and aggregate it into one overall consumer energy score as well, which is also on a scale from zero to 100. So you can sort of benchmark major changes in consumer emotion 
you know, over time or across groups and, you know, get that sort of aggregate read as well. Got it. Okay, those are great. And I'm getting to see how this comes together, right? So the energy is sort of the forward momentum to engage, to try, to trust. But then you can begin to see, you know, if the novelty score is really high versus the comfort score, maybe now is the time to innovate or launch a new product. Exactly. Perfect. So, and you can probably see this question coming. I can imagine that these scores change a lot. And I can imagine that they have changed recently, right, in response to the pandemic. What are you seeing from consumers and how they're how they're feeling today? Yeah, you know, it's it's pretty fascinating. So we had built this tool, I think it officially launched last year, but you know, we have research from several years that were leading up to, to all of this. So we have a, a nice kind of robust trend of all this data, which ended up being really helpful for us. Well, of course we could have never foreseen something like, you know, the, the pandemic right. becoming a reality. But in some ways it's been fascinating to look at consumer energy levels today and compare them to other historical moments of time, because that really, really gives us a reference point for how the pandemic is taking an emotional toll on consumers. Mm-hmm. And so I have been measuring this right now. I'm looking at this quite frequently, and then I'm reporting out on the numbers every other week. So we have a you know a couple of readouts each month. And really the big story from all of this is that because of the COVID-19 pandemic, consumer energy dropped significantly on all four dimensions. So of course, overall consumer energy level dropped. But then when you look at some of these dimensions that we just talked about, you'll find that consumer energy along that identity dimension, that first one that we talked about dropped, and it actually dropped the most, which basically means that consumers measurably feel less connected. They feel right more fragmented, more isolated than they have in the past. And that one changed more than any other dimension, which, you know, again, makes sense, right? If you think about the physical distancing and social distancing. Right. People are physically isolated. Yeah, so right. the, the name of being on the scale seems, seems <laughs> right. sense. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. And it, and it essentially drove people into an emotional isolation as well. Right. Trust is the one that dropped sort of second most. It dropped 10 points when we compare this to two years ago, which means that consumers became less trusting of the fact that people were going to be able to follow through on their promises or do what they say they were going to do. They were less willing to believe that people had good intentions. So that creates a culture of you know skepticism, of bracing against potential threat or crisis and really kind of going into you know protection mode. And then some of the other ones changed less drastically, but still dropped. So the novelty dimension went down a couple of points. That's an interesting one, though, because as I've trended this over the past two months, that novelty dimension actually fluctuates the most. So, you know, the way that I read that is consumers are currently navigating this kind of emotional tug of war where they possibly have, you know, this level of boredom that is creating, you know, an appetite for distraction or sometimes, you know, they want to tune into something completely new to maybe forget their current surroundings or current conditions. So they they do have quite an interest in learning something new, doing something new, going on a, some form of adventure. But they're also, uh, at certain moments, looking for comfort, looking for the things that make them feel you know, like they're in a familiar place. So, so that is a, a tug of war that has been moving. Kind of, it, There's an ebb and flow there right over the past two months, able to track through the data. 
And then finally, that last I mentioned, efficacy has also dropped, basically, as probably one would expect, consumers are feeling less in control of their circumstances, of their conditions. Right. That novelty one is really interesting because when I was looking at these, I was thinking, okay, the identity, people must be feeling more isolated, right? And so companies and, you know, friends are trying to find ways to overcome that. With trust, you know, in some other research that we're doing, we're saying how you know, to get people back into stores, companies really have to rebuild that trust with them that they're going to keep them safe, right? And so designing these signals to rebuild that trust is going to be really important in that environment as it is important for, you know, building trust with employees and with everyone. Mm-hmm. But then when I saw novelty, I was curious for the take on this. And that was interesting to hear that this is sort of in flux here. Because you imagine people want comfort in a time like this, but also we are being forced to do things so differently, so rapidly, right? And Mm -hmm. even if we think about how we are buying things or curbside pickup or, you know, wanting or needing to be more digital than ever before, in a way we are doing things in a novel way because we have to and because we want to, to be safe, Mm -hmm. even if it is in conflict to how we emotionally might want to react at this time. So that one was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a perfect example. And it translates into, as you're saying, you know, our behaviors, like in terms of how we engage with brands, how we approach new technology or new digital solutions. We're doing some research as well. That's uh, not part of this particular study, but it's related to all of this. Um, that looks at which types of behaviors consumers have done for the first time because they had to, right? Or because right. of this particular change in lifestyle. And, you know, it's interesting to see that, you know, some of the consumers that were typically holdouts, right, that didn't, um, you know, that resisted technology or resisted some of these solutions in the past are now getting exposed to how it actually works. So we are uh, certainly digging into to that aspect of as well, right? New behaviors, new levels of comfort, new sort of risk sensitivities based on the fact that people are changing their behavior at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you for giving the overview to this. I think that it is so important as a way that's really easy, right, for brands to think about. We have to think about our consumers as people and how they're feeling. Here are some ways that we can think about that, you know, identity, trust, novelty, and efficacy. And also, I love the timing of this research, too, because this is so important. Who knew this would happen? But being able to be in tune with customers and what they're thinking and how they're feeling and how brands and companies need to adjust their strategies to accommodate that is is so critical. So thank you so much for sharing that. Of course. Listeners, if you're interested in finding more, um, Anjali has published a lot of research as well as several blog posts which are publicly available. So we will include some links to those in the notes so you can learn more. Thank you, Anjali, for joining. And everyone, talk to you next week. 